Will you guys tell me something seriously, please? Yeah. Do you like the butter cookies in the blue tin, Dan? Yes. In the blue tin? I like the ones that have the little unidentifiable the jelly inside of them. Oh, oh. I like the ones with, like, the clear, like, specks of sugar. Yeah. Well, those are, you know, it. The, you know the, those are sugar or perhaps PCP or angel dust, as yep. the kids call it on the streets. Um, but the jelly, what is that? What is That's that a good plasma? Question. Archway cookies used to make the cookie Griffin likes. <laughs> What? But they have recently trimmed their product line. Which cookie from is that? From 100 cookies to 21 different varieties. Uh, Justin, you sent me this image of the cookie, and it looks like skull. Like, it looks like chew. Like a, a chew. Chaw. Like chaw. chaw. What? Oh, the chaw. T- it yeah. Like, yeah, it looks it's, like you, It's the no... size of, like, a plate, though. I mean, oh, yeah. So the ones I like the most are the pretzel-shaped ones that don't taste yeah. at all like pretzel. Yes. I don't know why they have different shapes. They are all the same cookie. Yeah. I'm talking about the Royal Dansk Danish butter cookies. You could try to make those at home. You're not going to get close. No, not a chance. <laughs> That's because they're not food. They're chemicals. What do you mean? I'm sure. Let's let's look at the ingredients. Chemicals are food. <laughs> chemicals sure. are f- chemicals are food for your brain. Without chemicals, the Ninja Turtles would never have happened. You know what? That's I a good point. Back, I take back my words. These are actually mostly natural products, except for mm. the ammonium bicarbonate. <laughs> No, that comes from the plant. The right. ammonium bicarbonate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you apparently have overlooked artificial flavor vanilla. Wait, what is Flavor it? vanilla is one word. <laughs> <laughs> what is invert sugar? Like, I'm going to invert my That's, sugar? When I have sugar invert, I sugar, invert. invert sugar is salt. Everybody knows that. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I also I know it too, the best game. My name is Chris Plant, and I know the best game of the year. Whoa. Deal. Yeah, deal with it. My oh. name is Russ Frostick, and I know the best game of the week. You have joined us once again for the besties, where we pit the latest and greatest games of the week against each other in Mortal Kombat to see which one reigns supreme. We didn't take that champion and find out if it dethrones our current king of the gaming for hill. christmas i'm getting you a piece of paper with the script on it for you to read <laughs> at the beginning of the show Do you know what's hurtful is i felt like that was a, a good pretty smooth one mm-hmm. needs a little work it was a little rough around the old edges. Is someone knocking? Griffin, what's the current game of the year i'll tell you what the current game of the year is it's persona 4 the Golden, which is the more golden edition of Persona 4 on PS2, and it's also smaller because it's on the Vita. But it is yeah. actually it's large. The the file size is larger because okay. there's more content. Because there's more content. I have more dipped emotional into it. Uh, connections you can make. I have dipped into Persona 4. I've played. I would say about three hours uh, on in the bathroom. Um, I holy oh my god was that oh one my god bathroom trip last week. You, last Thursday, I think, is when we recorded. You hadn't played it at all, so you're saying mm-hmm. over the past seven days—not even seven days—because it's we're recording this on Wednesday. It's been like five days. Yeah, you have spent three hours on the toilet. It's a very compelling game. 
I uh, have have just begun a relationship with uh, Chie. Just a faint inkling of a relationship with Chie, uh, which is impressive, considering the only times that Chie and I have ever spoken, my pants have been around my ankles. Oh, my worst. And I've been using the bathroom. You should be thinking very deeply about the things that you're saying, as in before you're saying them. <laughs> I think I should be thinking about the things I'm eating yeah. uh, more strictly. So I, ha- I have enjoyed Persona 4. Um, we it's have a game, guys, I, it's a game about relationships. I have heard so much, and a lot of it was coming out of my own mouth about how hard it is to describe this game. Do you think now, with a few hours under your belt, you can explain this game better than I did. Which Well, his belt was around his ankles, so it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, listen, don't worry about the game. Worry about the story. Yeah. That's, that's, what you, that's what you're here for. I would say, from what I've seen so far, the game is very much like Persona, Persona 3. It's, it's a turn-based RPG with, with some Pokemon elements. Mm-hmm. And if you could breed Similar Pokemon... To Pokemon. If you can no, if you can make if you can make Pokemon breed, you can you can <laughs> make new Pokemon. What do you think yeah. Chance is doing with that egg? Yeah, it's all so, about okay. So to recap, this game is a Pokemon. <laughs> somebody I saw somebody on Twitter compare it to Pokemon Cross Dawson's Creek, which yep, that sounds just about right. Actually, Pacey. That sounds. Was Pacey. that your impression of Pacey as a Pokemon? Yeah, that's that's what Pacey <laughs> Not sounds like. Bad what's his at all. What's his type? Water. Okay. Yeah. I have really enjoyed because the, the creek. Um, mm-hmm. The story's very cool. From mm-hmm. what I mean, again, three hours in, but I'm like, I'm really intrigued by what's going on. Uh, it is a game that actually has something to say, which is kind of weird. What does it have to say? Um. Well. I, again, just three hours into it. Is it like missile pro- pro- proliferation? <laughs> Good no. try. Maybe, hey, you'll get them next time. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but I, I've enjoyed it. Now, Chris Plant, Russ Rustic, you guys were going to dip in. Did you did you check it out this week? Uh, they I saw either. it in the PlayStation Store. Okay. They didn't do I, their homework. So here's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I had all the in- best intentions to play this game for probably at least like 20 hours. Um, but then I played Far Cry 3 instead. Yeah, that's okay. pretty much what happened to me, too. Pretty much all I've done. How are you guys week. getting all these copies of Far Cry 3? I had to do the tips feature. And I had to do that, that going insane thing. Oh, yeah, the uh, bonkers video we did. Playing the game for eight hours and going crazy. So. Um. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest here's how it works rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest that might sound too good to be true i have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments i have and it's worked which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Is, is this our smooth transition? Yeah, this been is. A lot I, of I, was, I was I was alleying it oop, and I was waiting for you to dunk it. All right, well, then let's wrap about the only game that is left to come out this year um, is Far Cry 3, which apparently is, is Skyrim with guns is the official subtitle. I wouldn't, you know, I won't say, I, I don't think that's right. I well, think you that, don't have to I think, think it's right because Ubisoft to Far Cry 3. Ubisoft said that out loud. Yeah, in, I think their they're marketing to people who like crappy games. Okay, well, Chris oh, hates Skyrim, so let's just factor that into that. All it's right. close enough to be a legitimate statement. Okay, uh, it's like fuck. It, it, uh, I don't even know where to start <laughs> and how much I don't like that. It's so much closer to I'd say Just Cause to uh, Donkey Kong. And a stealth game that's actually fun. Well, how is it like Donkey Kong? Because it's in the it's in the jungle. That is the dumbest goddamn thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, and you kill lots of animals. You kill a ton of crocodiles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the actual game instead of making the worst comparisons anyone's ever made. I I think it was astute. I don't no, think you'll see bad. anybody else making that type of comment. It was bad. Um, I'll we can hold a we can hold a vote like an Plants impromptu of... vote right now about how bad that was, but. It was bad. Bad. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. It was bad. Is that, okay. Justin, is that two, the two and two? It's been carried. Let's. Okay. Uh, so I'll talk about the game. Do you want that? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think you played so, the most of it. Yeah, I played a little bit. Um, so the game is essentially, uh, you know those horror movies where the white kids get kidnapped while they're in some foreign country, and then after like a few of them get killed, one of them decides he's going to kill everyone as like revenge. Oh. Like Jungle to Jungle with Tim like, Allen. Well, it's it's like Jungle to Jungle and Donkey Kong had a baby. Okay. Um, so it's that's one of those. Jungles. <laughs> that's the premise. It's one of those horror movies where you're this guy who's never really done anything wrong. You're a preppy white kid who you know has had the same girlfriend since high school, and you don't really know much about the world, and you just want to skydive, bro. And mm. you do skydive, but onto the wrong island. Uh, yeah. and, and you're like, I don't think I can do this. I've never killed a man. And 15 minutes later, you are carving up human beings like it's your job. And about three <laughs> hours later, you you have disconnected from the world entirely. Like, you're blowing up cars, and you're like, yeah, this is so fun. And somebody's like, there were people inside. And you're like, shut up. Um, like, I, can I just say really quick that I have only I got the game last night in the mail at like 9 p.m. So I've only played about 20 minutes of it. That very first part that you just described. Yeah. And my only question is: Is this actually a spiritual sequel or perhaps a remake to Lester the Unlikely? Because that's where I'm at right now. Is some guy who's afraid of his own shadow, and you say that he eventually turns into the the most dangerous killer of all time very yep. quickly <laughs> i mean so well, answer uh, answer me a second question is anybody gonna understand my lester the unlikely no reference? no no okay. no did you guys get it no mm-hmm. pearls before swine <laughs> <laughs> uh griffin let me ask you something okay if you found yourself skydiving with mm-hmm. some compatriots and you landed on a pirate island 
and you were captured and tied up and they killed a few of your friends and there was a crazy guy screaming in your face how gun-ho would you be gung-ho would you be gun-ho gung-ho but let's back up because what are the steps that take me from sitting on my couch in my sleep pants eating a bowl of chili and playing persona 4 golden (laughs) to skydiving over a pirate island because that seems like a pretty that seems like a pretty far cry if you forgive the pun oh my god oh shit that was really rough no that might be it you know what i like about this game what do you like i I, I hate using buzzwords but Mm. like the the word that uh, I, I'm gonna drop is the emergent gameplay. Oh, emergent. Let's gamify this game. Let's gamify this game. <laughs> uh, what I like about it is the missions are great. Actually, the story is great. The missions when you're in them are there is like an uncharted set of missions that I think were more thrilling than the past uncharted. There are these kind of like stealthy missions. They're all all these different you know kind of go through the corridors and see the big sights type of stuff. And the story that ties that all together is like very very well written uh for a video game but and well acted and well act oh my gosh well we'll very get, we'll get back to all of that the i i will rave about the acting like crazy but the very best part about the game is that when you're not doing this story it is as fun or more fun because you can do the craziest shit like, I, I like to just climb up on a mountainside, you know, overlooking uh, a, a road, maybe 20 feet away, you know, like below me. Uh, it's on a cliff's edge. I lay C4 there, and I just wait for cars to pass by, and then I just detonate them off of the mountain. Uh, or instead of killing people with my own weapons, I try to only use animals. Like, I will find uh, tigers, and I will lure them. Uh, to camps full of uh, mercenaries, and then I will just let the tigers savage them. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's so I'm much not, fun. What it's a law of nature. Slow down. I'm trying to climax. Oh God! Every time, do do we have to do that every time we talk about gruesome murder? How's the hang gliding though? Because I saw a clip where a guy hang glid into another dude, and I was like, "This is this game is my spirit animal." Yeah, uh, the hang gliding is fantastic especially because you can use the hang glide as a weapon so you can spear people with it if you time it right yeah, yeah this the, is, that's what i want that's the, what I the thing i wanted to say about this is that i think we've played a few stealth games this year mm. uh dishonored being one of the very good ones and mark of the ninja uh this definitely has stealth elements but it's much like more fluidly integrated into the game like you feel like you're legitimately hiding from people yeah and when you go to make stealth kills using this whole like takedown maneuver where you're behind someone and you click and it like you like bolt forward and like take them out with your machete it feels much more uh i don't want to say realistic but it feels like more believable this in the sense that you're like oh i'm hiding in the bush they wouldn't be able to see me uh it just handles it it feels like a, like a legitimate way to handle stealth rather than just being like, oh, I'm invisible. And actually having like long grass everywhere in the game, which is an accomplishment like for the graphics of the game, actually serves a purpose for creating this sense of like hiding. And the way the grass kind of moves and bends for you to peek through it, it just feels like you're there. I mean, that's like very trite sounding, but it really does. The other thing though about the stealth is I don't know how far Russ is, but well, first to set up, you can throw rocks in the game, which sounds mm-hmm. silly, but it's the equivalent of like the whistle in Assassin's Creed. But what's great about it is one, it feels good. It feels like throwing a grenade. Uh, two, it distracts people away from you instead of you know 
towards you so you don't have to like run away after you've done it uh and it's amazing how you can handle a mission by putting uh silencers on your rifle right and you'll throw a rock to distract people on the ground then you'll pick off a guard uh who's like you know watching from a top area uh you know eagle's nest then you'll sneak up behind the people on the ground kill string together two or three stab combos because you can mm-hmm. string them together throw a knife at a guy grab a knife off of one of the guys you killed throw it at a guy across the room do another stab combo pull the gra- the string on his grenade kick him towards the rest of the people and he'll blow up and you'll kill like you can kill like a dozen people in this about has five been seconds. far cry 3 pro tips with your man chris plant <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> get, it's crazy to- it's to beat the third dungeon, here's what you gotta okay, do. Okay, so you gotta stab, stab him, combo. and then you throw the knife, and then you get the grenade. Uh, guys. How long have you... Now, Chris, how long have you been a licensed gameplay counselor? Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you just call my number at 1-900-422-TIPS, uh, I'll be happy to walk you through this game. Did you have to go to college for that, or...? Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> I have a BA in tips. Um, Chris, just the tip. Um, Thank you. Um, this game sounds good. I'd like, I kind of want to stop <laughs> fucking. I want to stop podcasting right now, and I want to go and play it some because my guy is still like a huge wuss. Like he's still afraid of knives. He's somebody. He saw one on the ground and ran a hundred feet away from <laughs> Scary. it. Scary. Mm. Got attacked. By I a wish paper. more games were dictate like gameplay actions were dictated by courage like your your player had more your character had more agency that is what in... lester the unlikely was all about level one you see monsters and you literally lose control of, of lester and he runs away <laughs> uh, there's a there's you know what a... else you can do in lester the unlikely throw rocks that's for that's for fucking real so cool. <laughs> i think that they whoever made that game and i'm sure they're still around um i think that ubisoft owes them some money there was a uh <laughs> there was there's a bit in in Persona 4, when uh, uh, this character says that, that uh, Chie actually, when a female character says that um, you seem very open, you, you seem different from everybody else, and uh, one of the dialogue options is, so you're you're falling for me, huh? And I chose that one, and it actually says, you don't have the courage to say Aww. that. You yeah. don't have, and I don't mean courage like general, I mean like there is a stat. You can raise awesome. that lets you say dope shit to babes. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta be brave enough. Is there a courage stat in Far Cry Three that you can upgrade? <laughs> no, you just do that gradually. Uh, okay. There's one thing I, I that Russ pointed out that I'll I'll alley oop to him. Uh, that I think was a really great point. Uh, it is so much better than the other Ubisoft game. Uh, that it's is it's much not that it's better. It's it's not what's uh, okay. although it is I, I remarkably would say it, it it handles similar things much better yeah so uh, essentially in assassin's creed 3 for those who played it and enjoyed it as i know we all did uh there are elements like crafting and you know loot collection hunting and money all that stuff was in assassin's creed 3 but it was basically worthless or if it wasn't worthless it was a giant pain in the ass to use mm-hmm. all that stuff's in far uh, all that stuff is in far cry 3 um, but it's so it's handled so well where oh crafting gives me more space to hide equipment or crafting lets me carry four guns at the same time or money lets me buy attachments for guns it's so clear why you would do the side stuff to the point where I find myself only doing the side stuff like I haven't really touched the story missions just so I can like get all these upgrades 
Whereas Assassin's Creed 3 handled all those upgrades in such a sloppy, frustrating manner. And it's just crazy to me that, I mean, granted, it's a totally different team, but it's crazy to me that this is the same publisher putting out games that have very similar components but are handled completely differently. There is also... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Russ, can you do a podcast by yourself called Frustration? Frustration. You wouldn't be the first to make that joke. You said frustrating, and I couldn't tell if you did it on purpose. No. I can okay. say that word. Just saying, I, we'll we'll workshop it after the podcast. Sounds good. The the other thing I want to like add to that is, it's amazing how in Assassin's Creed Three you essentially can't do anything without sitting through a load screen or a cutscene or both of them back to back to back. Like you're constantly having to sit and listen to people spout very bad story at you. Uh, and then have a load scene to get that started, and a load scene to prep the mission, and all these things that tell you whether or not you're playing the game right. And what Far Cry 3 does, at least on PC, uh, Russ, you can probably speak to the 360 version, is it, unless it's a major story event, it doesn't stop the game. When you open a door, it's like, that's a really fast, quick load screen. There's not uh, even a load screen when you open There's not even doors. a load screen. It, does, it just feels like the world is totally seamless. When you get a lot of story points, like most of your missions, somebody hops on a phone and starts talking to you, and you can you know, start shooting shit or start driving to wherever you need to go while they're telling you what you need to do. Also, there is just tons of uh, fast, what is it, fast movement things with the map. I don't you know can, what like, you're talking about. Teleport from one end of the map to the other. Oh, fast travel. Quickly. So, which is great because they make full use of the map because they're not worried about you having to go from, you know, the farthest west corner to the, you know, lowest east corner because they assume you'll actually just fast travel. Yeah. But let's be honest. Sometimes... You want load screens every time you open a door. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I sense a segue Sometimes, coming and, and, on. And, and you, want, you want a lockpick. Oh, God. Sometimes, I know sometimes you say see a door and you think, hmm, I'd like to lockpick that bitch, And then I'd like to wait while what's inside of it loads. <laughs> and, and boy, have I got some DLC for you. What a segue. <laughs> well, Justin, what if Far Cry 3 was like Skyrim without guns? <laughs> Far Cry 3... Is like Skyrim with guns and without loading all the time and very and glitching and freezing and stopping working Aww. constantly. Um, so I'm playing Dragonborn. Um, it's the new DLC from from Skyrim Productions, and I <laughs> I I am I don't know. I I really don't know. Maybe two or three hours into it, it's really hard to say. I I um. It, so without addressing too, I'm going to review the the actual DLC. So I, I don't want to get into too many uh, real particulars, but I I do want to say it's. Oh, actually, my review is probably up by this point. By the time people are hearing this, but either way, um, I it is so hard to get back into these games for me. It is so hard to reacclimate myself to the world to remember what gear I'm using, what 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 my pa- go-to powers have been, what skills I'm working on, what I'm even doing like and that's such a big part of the Skyrim hook for me um any of the honestly any of the of the elder scrolls games like that's part of the hook is like your character advancing and getting all this gear and like when you start up this dlc it just feels meaningless um 
I had actually gotten, funny enough, uh, I had gotten like slightly into uh, Russ. What was the oh vampire uh, vampire diaries? Skyrim. Yeah, like you want to talk about uh, disorienting. When I booted up my most recent save, I was literally a half man, half bat in the bottom of a dungeon somewhere. Like that is not conducive to like, let's get out there and have some adventure. Like I was just, I had the, in the thick of it, I had to battle my way through some dumb dungeon that I was so disgusted by the first time that I played it. I actually, I quit like halfway through. So I had to start with their um, dragonborn takes you uh, to a new island where you are attacked at some point in your time in Skyrim. You're attacked uh, by these cultists who have been orders to, to kill you for claiming to be a false uh, a false dragonborn. Oh my basically. god. Uh, no, fate, a false Dovahkiin. So then you killed a dragon and ate it as, is, as you are wont to do. And I have done hundreds of times. And they're like, and they're like, like oh, ah, oh, shit. Wait, ah, never mind. Not convinced. not convinced. What else you got? Um, so I, th that was the, and, and so you travel to this island and find a people enslaved by this uh, evil dude. Uh, okay, and let's... you have to stop his plans. Okay. I mean, so that's basically. I've played a lot of Bethesda DLC packs. Yeah. Like a lot of them. I played all the Far Cry ones, all the Oblivion ones, etc. You mean uh, Fallout? Fallout, that's what I meant. And I find that they're very hit or miss, and the ones that succeed are essentially the ones where they just drop you into a very large new area with tons of new side quests and stuff to do. And the ones that fail are essentially ones where they just jam a lot of the content into the map you've already been in. And just make like a lot of linear dungeons. Right. So yes, because I think that by 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 creating by, by putting it on a completely new um, island and, and making it substantial. I think that's the problem I run into with these DLC packs, is is it's not it's not substantial and it doesn't give you enough of a runway to get back into the game. Right. Like not enough runway to care. Uh and and so far this is this has done that it is it has provided a ramp up. There are side quests to to explore. Um, what is the uh, is it like a temperate like climate? Uh, this is the bad part, right? There was after some sort of uh, disaster or eruption or something, the entire uh, island is covered in ash. Ooh. So it is like. Gray Depressing. on gray on gray on gray. I thought it you went back to. Fun. I thought you go back to like Morrowind, don't you? I I have not yet. This is a new island, um, that that I I am exploring. I now. saw some Morrowind looking shit. I saw some like tall ass mushrooms, some buildings that look like jellyfish. There are tall ass mushrooms as you as you as you. That shit's it. tight. <laughs> yeah, I, I love <laughs> I mean, that. They shit. are, they are pretty pretty good good how far are um, you into it i don't know maybe three hours okay i'm just now giving a shit about it again so however long it takes to start giving a shit about but, like how high my archery skill is that's me uh, right a lot now. of this sounds like it would have just been abated if you just started a new character like it doesn't sound like the the problems you're having with it is necessarily the fault of the dlc because you're making it sound like any expansion 
release well, to Skyrim, you're just not gonna you're gonna have a hard time getting into if you don't start a new guy. Uh, well, but you can't. You have to ha- be a little bit into it first. Um, you can't. You can't start Dragonborn just right away. Um, so you do have to, uh, like all DLC, uh, um, like all DLC for for well, not all, but but like like most DLC, it would be better if you just had it. It would be better if you just if if it was just in there and you know you you it was part of the initial adventure because it doesn't feel like for me for DLC to be really compelling after I've already done everything in Skyrim it has to feel like a new quest it has to feel like waking the guy back up and saying like hey we've got something else for yeah, you Yeah but to that's do. what essentially they were you know arguably that's what the vampires thing was and it still wasn't good DLC the reason the reason I think it uh, certain Bethesda DLC packs succeed is because what makes these games so fun and interesting is not necessarily the combat or the character advancement, it's exploration. Oh, I want to see what's around this corner. Oh, I want to climb this hill. So when you have a brand new island, a new map, exploration makes that like a compelling DLC pack. Did you, play, it, it's, did you guys play any of the New Vegas DLC? Yeah. So there were a few that were excellent. Like the what was the futuristic one? Old World Blues? Yeah. Was tremendous. That was great. And that was set in like a crazy giant crater with like old sciencey buildings and stuff like that. Those um, don't seem to follow the same pattern that you're talking about though, because they're not necessarily based around exploration as much that as is. they are. That just one was. Su- well, they're just like really heavily scripted. Also that. Like sort of instances that that you go and you explore a self-contained story that they have written for you. Like that is the kind of stuff that I get into not necessarily like there's some new stuff in this world go find it yeah but compare that to operation anchorage for fallout 3 which was a highly scripted instance but it was super linear and it wasn't good like everyone hated it yeah and there's a reason why one succeeds and one fails and i think a lot of that is exploration what you are describing is why i can't get into these games and why i wonder in 20 years if people would ever want to play these games again because they don't they don't have particularly great story from what everyone who loves them says they don't have good gameplay uh they just have the exploration i none, of the, good none of the things that you're saying are true yeah none of this That's, is accurate oh, how, you guys are the first ones to say this and then somebody like will criticize it. it's like actually the story's the story's great Scott, it's, it's, i don't it's think a other scrolls opus. games have very good story but i think the fallout games have great I, story i don't agree i think, with I, think the I, I don't I, uh, I would argue okay i would argue I that maybe it's great the skyrim like overarching story isn't great but the personal narrative of your character and also all of the miniature arcs that you come across like all of the side quest storylines which are these self-contained stories of which there are you know hundreds and hundreds of in skyrim those are all really great like well not just, all of them they're pretty hit or miss no but i i played skyrim for a, probably a combined total of hundreds of hours and i wouldn't be doing that if i thought that the both the gameplay and story were shit like and you can't and honestly these, these games are not built around a central narrative that you i mean Sure. That is not no that open is not the what, idea. What, what I'm saying right. is also for me. I'm not saying that universally. No, you're making some pretty is, big blanket I, statements yeah. about the games don't have good gameplay and good yeah, story. For like, me, that's... I don't. I don't enjoy that gameplay. I think it feels like shitty combat, and I think the story feels half baked and rushed because they had to write a billion words. 
Skyrim's combat is a vast improvement over Oblivion. It's still sure. not great, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, well, I mean, not, like, like I said, okay, I, I, I've great. I've played probably like five or six hours of it, and the combat was nothing was enough to get me into it. And like I, I admit that they're just not the games for me, but I, for me, I, that is why I just can't get into them because I feel like I feel like the hook is the exploration, but I also feel like there are games out there where I can have a good game and that also like gameplay that, that excites me exactly game something that pulls me in on top of all of that i will say like talking specifically about the combat in skyrim compared granted there are guns but sort of the sort of tactical decisions that you're making in uh far cry 3 in terms of handling like a camp of bad guys versus the tactical decisions you can make in skyrim essentially skyrim is like oh i start i'm gonna try to be stealthy i might kill a guy or two but then they notice what? me and they There's start no, charging at me. That's not how every. That's not how every encounter in Skyrim breaks down. Like the mm. fact that you think that that is how it works, makes you me think, think I'm bad. Well, no, it's just I. I, I, they, I there are so many different ways for a character to shape to 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 be shaped that there's no way that every character plays every combat encounter the same way. Like my stealth guy and my magic guy like handle shit completely differently. There are so many so like just because you can't throw rocks doesn't mean there's no tactics involved in No, I I, I completely combat. agree with Griffin and I think that is probably why I don't like the game. Again, is because it as the type of role playing game it is, it it tries to do everything for everyone. Like you can play it in all these different ways, all these different types of people, and you can have all these different stories and you know, you probably won't even see most of it. And for me, it none of it feels as good as it could be because it's trying to do so much. And that is like again, my problem with the games. I don't think I, I definitely understand why people like it, because they do they, they appreciate that freedom more than they appreciate the like nitty gritty feeling of you know just the basic combat or the cohesiveness of the world that's pretty much how i feel you know i appreciate the freedom but i also appreciate it just i mean i trust me i played 90 to 100 hours of skyrim so i played a lot of that game and i enjoyed it overall but i totally admit the faults and you know big ones like the fact that there are 30 second load screens whenever i try to open a door all that stuff hinders the experience that I'm trying to have, which is I have free reign over this very large expanse. And uh, having played just Far Cry, like, that's, it does so many things that I wish Skyrim did. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that Skyrim could be doing things better. I think they have a pretty set uh, watermark that they're trying to reach with this with their games, and they hit it. But they don't uh, reach beyond right. it. I think. Um, what I would say is that the the technical aspects of this. We I touched on the door thing, but seriously, considering the fact that this is all downloaded. I mean, none of this is on a disc anywhere. It's all on a hard drive. And I know that's not the only consideration, but like the constant long loading is just unbearable. I mean, it it is oppressive. Yeah. Like, it's a problem um, if the only DLC pack I want is a chest outside my safe house door so I don't have to walk in my safe house and get two load screens walking in and out. Yeah, and I'm talking about, like, glitches. I'm talking about freezes. I'm talking about, like, 10-second uh, just stalls. Yeah. Um, stalls when it autosaves. Stalls when you go into a menu. Uh, at least one, like, hard go turn off the 360 lockup. 
Um, I think you need to clear your cache, which is a ridiculous request, but I had the same issues, and that helped a little bit. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'll but there's no excuse. There's no excuse to put a game out that requires people to Google how you clear your cache on Xbox 360. Yeah, I mean, I it, it seems crazy to me that that, that this that they do not have a better handle on this yeah. stuff. Um, well, you should be doing that regularly anyway, because yeah. else people are going to see how much perno you've been looking at. Right. <laughs> download it that entertainment app. <laughs> Is there some? Um, there are Perno Entertainment apps out there on this app store of the Xbox Live. Who was gonna get one of those and like have a bud over like, hey bud, let's play some Halo, and then they see like, you know, but the Butt Slammers app. Who wants that? Who are has there apps? That? The, there are, there's no way there are Perno apps. There are Perno apps on on the Xbox Live app experience. I don't on the new that. X. It, it is the new new <laughs> Xbox experience. <laughs> it's the nude Xbox experience. Oh, the nude God. Xbox. Ex- I think the Kinect's watching me, guys. Well, that's why you don't want. Uh, can this be our halftime chat? Because I'm yeah. fully in it. I'm fully yep. fully in it now. Uh- this episode of the Best Needs is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in it's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 
15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, I'm afraid that my Xbox watches me do everything I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it you does. Know, you can unplug the Kinect because yeah, you're, you're probably not using it. Did you see the trailer for that Paranormal Activity? Mm-hmm. That, that little kid it has all the dots on his face, and those yeah. dots are reading Belial's influence on his on his life, <laughs> his possession. I sometimes I'll turn on my uh, I'll I'll have the 360 on, but my TV off, mm. and I will turn the 360 on, and it 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 thinks I have attempted to bing something like. Football shortcase jungle gym or something. <laughs> Can I tell you the best Bing I ever got was it was uh, I think right when the Bing thing came out, and I searched for Mario Lopez the Greg Luganis story, <laughs> like you do, and the result that aired was Mario Lopez the Great Day Mystery, <laughs> which I like to imagine it's a movie where Mario Lopez has like a really great day. <laughs> And he tries to figure out, like, what he did to deserve <laughs> all of these blessings. <laughs> Can I, I've used that, cert, like, voice search feature more than once. And it, I never thought I would, but, it, like, there have been times where I've just been, like, chilling. Maybe I'm petting my cat. My cat is, like, so adorable I can't take my hands off it. And so i got to use my mouth to search for, for, to search for Battlestar Galactica, you know? And it works? It works most of the time, I've, yeah. Yeah, I've had some hit or miss situations. Right. It's better than typing. It's better than typing. Oh, God, anything's better than typing with a shitty... The worst ch- search functionality ever, like inside the Hulu or the Amazon app, oh, like just the, yeah, a straight row of letters that you have to scroll across. Who's the Who are the ad wizards that thought this up? Guys, I just remembered that I played something else. What? Space Team. Okay, we'll talk about Space Team real brief. So, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin. Essentially, it's like you're running a space... It's like the movie <laughs> Space Camp. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? Hold on. I have to continue halftime for just a second. Oh, no. Uh unwieldy. We'll do Space Team, and then we'll do the the other third game. Fine. Uh, but first, I want to tell you guys that we got an email from GarbageDick at gmail.com who said... Can you change my name username to Garbage Duck so I can post? <laughs> <laughs> but how will people know who he is? How he will identify him? Oh, That's man. amazing. That man is a grandfather. He has many children, many Garbage <laughs> Dick children that won't recognize his posts. Garbage Duck sounds like... I don't know. It sounds like a... Like a shitty Saturday morning cartoon character. <laughs> um, <laughs> garbage duck. Uh, so I'm going to tell you guys real quickly about Space Team. Because uh, I don't think it can hang with some of our other entries this week. But I did want to alert people to it. Because I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, it, it is an iOS game that requires two to four players. Uh, it, much like... You know, Super Stick Man Golf or whatever, you start the game up and it looks for somebody else uh, in your area. Then the two of you are manning a uh, a spaceship um, with a, a complicated series of nonsensical controls 
and the controls change from stage to stage. Basically, you're piloting a spaceship that is trying to run a, from an exploding star, uh, and you are trying to get far enough away from it that you can jump to hyperspace. Both players get instructions to their team uh, that are, again, seemingly nonsensical until you look at the controls you have below you. Um, and each player will get a different command. So one player may get uh, a command to uh, set shift sanitizer to one, and the other one will get a command that says set sigma clapper to zero. Um, the two players then have to figure out who has which control and do it as fast as they can. So both of them are shouting out, do this thing, and they may or may not have that control on their own console, or maybe they have to get the other player to uh, to find it and activate it. Yeah, you know, turn photo lamp on. So you have to see, look on your screen to see if you have it, and if you don't, you yell at the other players that they need to do it, and you're trying to do it uh, together. And then there are some tandem actions, like uh, if an asteroid is coming at you, both players have to shake their phone um, or uh, to avoid a wormhole, both players have to turn their phones upside down. So what we're, so what we're talking about here is cooperative touchscreen space bop it. Yes, that is a that is a wonderful way of describing it. And the the names of the controls, uh, there are like thousands of them, and they're all super super ridiculous. So sometimes you'll turn on the twin mill, uh, you'll deflush the synth cage. You're, there's a, a button that says. Uh, there's a section of the control panel that says leftovers and just a big button that says refrigerate. So you you have to yell at the other player, refrigerate the leftovers. And then <laughs> if, if you, it, it's really, it gets really, it's just a silly, silly game because you uh, are shouting these ridiculous things at each other and trying to decide, oh, and as you, if you do badly, um, your control panel will start falling apart and sparks will start shooting out of it. So sometimes there'll be like bolts of electricity on your control panel that you have to avoid, or you have a, a, a part of your uh, control panel is like hanging by a thread and it might be blocking another button. So you have to switch your control back and forth to try to expose the button you need to push. Um, and the game is free and it's super fun to play with a bunch of people because it's, it's, it's totally goofy and uh and uh, i had a lot of of fun with it and it gets pretty hard because you as you progress you'll get uh there'll be like complications like uh something is wrong with your translator so none of the names will be right um or sometimes all of the names will be replaced by pictures so you'll be shouting at the other person like raise the like upside down shower to three <laughs> or, or set the thing that looks like a toilet in an elevator, set that to four. Um, but Sydney and I played it. We had a lot of fun and I would, I would highly recommend it. It's just space team, all one word uh, by Henry Smith. And it is free on the app store. Sounds I'm like sold. You can unlock the things you pay for. Are like you can unlock achievements. You can unlock uh, different costumes for each of your characters um but it's 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 pretty silly and i enjoyed it sold sold let's talk about what is apparently the game of the year oh boy that nobody knew about until two weeks ago I don't want it to uh, – somebody else do it, I mean. Okay. Sorry, uh, I should have been more clear. Somebody else so do this thing. So the game – I might get the name wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. Dikembe Mutombo's Four and a Half Weeks to Save the World? 
Correct. That's the name of the game? Okay. So essentially, it's a it's a f- series of Flash games made by the folks that made Cannibal. And the premise is simple enough. Uh, as we all know, the apocalypse is fast approaching. And, um, you know, come December 21st, I believe it is, we're all pretty much boned. Until then, we have a chance to save ourselves. Uh, and the uh, epitome of that savior is Dikembe Mutombo, uh, former NBA star. Now, Dikembe Mutombo's quest involves carving additional rings on the Mayan calendar, which will in turn give us all more time on this floating coil. Uh, to carve more rings, uh, Dikembe Mutombo must compete in a series of pop culture driven mini quests uh, involving convincing people that are dancing to Gangnam style that they should vote um, and destroying Furbies on the production line. It is... <laughs> that um, latter one is pretty relevant. Go on. Yeah. Well, Furbies are back, baby. You didn't know? Yeah, Furbies mm. are back. In a big way? Big way. Big way. They are like the yeah. holiday gift because they like rebooted them. What, what are the odds right. of my nano pet collection suddenly increasing sharply in value? Uh, well, they're probably all years. dead, so I don't know if they have uh, to. I don't know. Value. I haven't checked on them in a while. Let me see. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I feel like describing Dikembe Mutombo's four and a half weeks to save the world uh, does it a bit of a disservice because the writing is so spectacular mm. that I can't even begin to... I mean, if someone else knows direct quotes from that game and can spout mm. them out. Yeah, that's going to be fun for everyone. I think because I had to do <laughs> Persona 4 last week, you need to nut up and do your job. Shut, Whoa. shut up. Thanks, guys. I'm just saying. I brought Far Cry. I didn't even yeah, realize we were yeah. bringing this game until But Far Cry ago. is like, it's so easy. It's Skyrim, but with guns. Oh, my that's God. It's easy to explain. Don't ever say that again. Sky guns. Sky gun. Guys, in the world of tomorrow. My, I have a question about Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah. Okay. About the audience for it. So, people, I don't know if you know this, but uh, sometimes people who really, really love video games can have uh, strong feelings about uh, ethics and advertising uh, and, you know, what's hardcore or casual. How do you think these people feel? that some of the funniest writing in a video game this year was probably crafted by a copy team. And by probably, <laughs> I mean definitely. Yeah. I mean, we can't prove that. Maybe it was done by Saltzman. Uh, nope. Apparently, they get uh, basically a binder full of uh, what they have to make the game each week, and then they make it. Like, all of the copy and what's actually going to be in the levels and everything. Yep. Maybe you're, maybe game people who write video games should just start tra- giving more of a shit. <laughs> maybe if they gave a shit about the things that they were having people say uh, from time to time, occasionally, then it would be better. Maybe. Maybe. Here's the thing. Maybe it's not as hard as they're making it seem. Not every maybe. video game has Dikembe Mutombo delivering the lines of the video game. That's, that's fair, true. and that's a lot of the charm. Science the bear. Right. So they don't want to. <laughs> They don't want to say they don't want to write any dumb shit that then NBA former NBA star Dikembe Mutombo will have to say out loud because then he'll be like, oh, "This, sh- makes this shit is really dumb." So maybe ev- oh, this is oh my god, 
Dikembe Mutombo will become a consultant for every AAA video game released. <laughs> and what the writers what the writers have to do is they write the script, and then they have Dikembe Mutombo read the entire script out loud, and then they know that they have the ultimate, you know, bar of quality check they have to fulfill before they can have actual voice actors going in. Kotana. I respect. You cannot go rampant. Oh my god! Please, I love you. Please, 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 please. Um, please, please, please don't <laughs> I that was great. Uh, I I respect what you're saying, Griffin, but I think I think you might be coming at it from the wrong angle. Okay. I think the trick is if you want to make an indie, a funny indie game, it has to have an NBA star in it. Because mm-hmm. think about it, Dikembe Mutombo, one of the funnier indie games, uh, and the other super funny indie game. Charles Barkley, shut up and jam Gaiden. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, also really I'm, funny. I'm seeing a theme. Yeah. What if uh, uh, Scotty Pippen did all the voice work for Hexagon? <laughs> <laughs> how much are you paying me? Can you guys believe how fast that Kickstarter for uh, Charles Barkley Gaiden to fill? Well, up? they asked for like thirty-five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. They wanted to know they asked for thirty five thousand. That's no way. That's nothing. The people we have creating our games database uh, did put the entire name of Charles Barkley oh, yeah. too into the games database. You bet they so did. if you go and look up any story about uh, uh, Barkley Two, y- you will see the full name: The Magical Realms of Tiernanog, Escape from Necron Seven, <laughs> Revenge of the Kuchulane, the official game of the movie, <laughs> chapter two of the Hoops Barkley saga. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, they deserve every dollar they get. Like, I, can I donate again? Like, um, So, Far Cry 3 then? Well, yeah. yeah. Far Cry 3 wins this week. Yeah. Uh, and, and probably the whole thing. Well, well, well settle down. Well, but it is, it is going to boot out. I don't know. Let's talk about this really quick because I very recently put together my own personal. I haven't played much Far Cry Three, so I probably don't have the best uh, metric for this yet. But I, I am not comfortable with booting Persona Four Golden because it is, it is very, very, very high on my list of favorite I, games I, I've played this year. Here is what I'm saying. Here's what I'm okay. saying. Are you ready for this? This yeah. is honestly the last week of like big games before mm-hmm. the end of this shiz i think we push the we just push persona in mm. push far cry in uh next time we'll talk it'll be the beginning of oh the quarterfinals well we'll we'll see we it's something we're all gonna have to talk about but i think i think we're getting into the year in the there, i think there are literally what? no other games to go right like is there actually here, here's what i think here's what i think we do uh, i don't want to give away our a the big, big plan of what we're doing. So I say next week we build the bracket. I think okay. we take our winners and we build the bracket. This, that sounds thrilling. I'm into that. This is going to be fun. We'll build a bracket and then we'll put it somewhere where you can print it yep. and take it to the office and fill it so out. So next and week you- let's pare it down to 16 because I think we I think we probably have around 16. Oh, I don't easily. know that we have 16 in we the do. game. of. Well, really? I, I mean, we may have to bring some stuff back like Does- – does anyone have a list? <laughs> we have. I haven't been keeping a list. No, we 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 have we have sixteen games that can go in. If we bring back Need for Speed Most Wanted, I think we can get it up to sixteen. I think we could just use it twice. Yeah, mm. guys. Um, God, this is gonna be fun. Oh, I'm boy. pumped. I'm pumped. Can we not be? Let's just make a pact right now. 
Can we all just, make a pact right now? Can we stay now? friends? Can we stay friends no matter what? Because it's going to get pretty hyphy in there. I don't think it's going to get that bad because Far Cry is going to win. Okay. No, I it's going to so turn. I mean, so long as we voted out Persona in the first round, I think it'll be fine. Okay. We're talking about, like, ankle deep in our own blood. I think it's going to get rough and tumble. <laughs> uh, until then, you'll uh, you'll have to stick with us on Polygon.com and read the words we write about video games. You can follow us on Twitter at Polygon. Facebook, Twitter, it's all there for you. Um, and make sure to join us again next Friday for the besties. And and subscribe and rate the show. You can, can you write Griffin on the piece of paper you're going to buy me? <laughs> can you put it into well, an I outro? Probably, would be great. I have, like, I have paper. Like, I can... Well, I want special gift paper made with trees on it okay. or something. All right. Well... Something festive, you know? You'll... Yeah, you'll... Yeah, you'll... Why don't you try again, though? Okay. So, make sure to join us again next week for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's... Besties. <laughs> Thanks, Sling Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Bessie!